The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Hi, it's Rob. Money mindset tricks that millionaires know that the masses do not. So I have 10 uh, millionaire mindset tricks uh, that I think can really help you build your wealth. And I'm going to deep dive on each one. Sit back, have a coffee and relax. Okay, so the first one is that money is not a scarce commodity, but an infinite resource. You know, now most people on the planet have a scarce view of money. There's not enough I can't afford. If I spend, I don't get back. People who have lots of money take from others. Some people are greedy. I don't want to be perceived as greedy. Now, all of these beliefs of money, of the mind, are fundamentally driven by a lack of abundance, i.e. they feel there is not enough money or opportunity in the world or for them. The reality is the opposite. There is virtually infinite amounts of money. I mean, there's something like 56 trillion in currency in the world economy. But then, of course, there's leverage and loans and gold and material items. So that's a lot more. And then how many times does that currency flow? You know, one pound, uh, 50 pound note, for example, or five pound note is probably a better example because that flows more than a 50 pound note. That might circulate 15,000 times, especially the new polymers. So you've got 56 trillion plus all assets, plus how many times the money flows. That adds up to pretty much infinite or at least more than you could get your head around. And so as such, money is not a scarce commodity. It's an infinite resource. So, you know, you feel like uh, there isn't enough flowing in or you can't spend much because once it's a zero sum game that you spend and then it doesn't come back. But that isn't the reality. Things such as value creation, service, meaningful solutions, they generate money, which leads us to the second point, which is all money comes from people. Money doesn't come from machines or uh, banks. Uh, Money comes from people. I mean, after all, um, the machines that make the money were made by man. So, All money comes from people. Therefore, your relationships with people reduces the friction for money to come to you. So the people that you know, the value that you provide, the network that you build, the millionaires, the billionaires that that you know, the quality and the experience and the network that your network has equals money. Uh, I train a lot of property investors and they're always looking how to raise finance and they're saying things like, well, what about I'm going with this mortgage lender or what about, the, what about commercial loans or bridging or crowdfunding? And they're thinking in terms of mechanisms or vehicles rather than people. So you'll get better rates and more money from commercial banks if you have a good relationship with the business development manager in that commercial bank. You'll get money from millionaires if you have a good relationship with millionaires. Now, the great thing about millionaires or successful business people is they're so busy being successful at what they're successful at. They probably don't have time to invest their money in property or other assets uh, and so need the help of people like you if you're a property investor or if you're a startup entrepreneur 
you know, they want to leverage your time, your passion, your enthusiasm. So all money comes from people. Therefore, to reduce the friction of money to you is to increase the quality of your relationships with the quality of people. Now, I don't say quality to judge individuals on a higher or lower level, but, you know, quality in terms of network, connections and access to money. You know, they say, don't they, that um, between you and seven connections of individuals, you reach the other side of the world, something like that. So, you know, you're only one or two steps removed from a lot of money. Now, a lot of people, when they start, like, oh, I haven't really got a big network. I've only got family and friends. Well, you don't know that those family and friends don't have money. Um, and those family or friends may have family or friends that have money. Okay, the third thing then is money does not change you. Money simply makes you more of who and what you already are. So a lot of people worry about attracting a lot of money uh, because they feel that uh, their circle of friends and family will perceive that they've changed. Well, first thing I would say is, you're not going to be successful if you don't grow. And yeah, sure, some growth is change. It's not really changing who you are. It's just changing how you behave and how you act and your skills and your knowledge. So first off is, there's nothing wrong with change. Um, and if I've got people in my network that don't really like who I'm changing into, I'm okay with that. I'm okay for them to sell that way and me to sell that way because that's life. Sometimes we stay with people for a long time and sometimes we just sail past them. But money will not change you. Uh, in fact, um, I've got a point nine, I think, which uh, is a, um, something that will really help you um, grow more wealth in your life. So we'll get to that soon. So, for example, if you are already a philanthropist and a giver of money, then more money will just exaggerate that. Uh, now, some people uh, repel money, not because they can't uh, attract it, but they can't keep it because they have guilt. And therefore, the guilt alleviates the, the, you know, getting rid of the money alleviates the pain of guilt, which gets rid of the money. So, yeah, don't be, don't be fearful that money will make you someone you wouldn't like to be. Okay, so fourth thing is that money or the love of money is not the root of all evil. But also, money or the love of money is not the root of all good. Money is simply something that's coming in the next few points, so I won't reveal it just yet. But money is uh, a fairly abstract but pretty easy to define concept. So the root of all evil is humanity. Uh, and the root of all good is humanity. Money has nothing to do with evil or good. Nothing at all. Money has no morals no personality. It doesn't judge. It doesn't stereotype. Uh, okay, so five then is you will not make or uh, retain more money until you learn to manage better what you already have. So, you know, a lot of people want to draw more money into their lives. There's nothing wrong with that. But until they own um, some traits which repel money or manage the small amount that they have more effectively, they won't get more. Uh, and this can come in various guises. Of course, if you don't invest money well, you're not going to get a return. So that's kind of a pretty practical level. But from, you know, if all people, if all money come from people, then people are always watching you. Now, they don't tell you or, or announce it on social media, but people are interested in partnering with you, lending money to you, buying products and services from you, um, investing with you. They're, they're interested in that. It might be 10 people, it might be 100 people. You don't know because they don't tell you. But the world is watching you. And the bigger your brand and reach, the more people are watching you. And they're not going to invest, purchase from, partner with you if they feel you can't manage your money well. 
So you prove to the world that you can manage even a small amount of money and you open opportunities to get more money and then you manage that well and you open opportunities to get more money and then you manage that well. Now, unfortunately, you can go bigger and bigger and bigger and then if you manage a big lump of money badly, again, you're going to go back down like snakes and ladders. If you think of Madoff or um, Nick Leeson of Baring's Bank, etc. Um, you know, those big mistakes of managing money can last a long time if they're big and they're public. So always try and manage well what you've got, no matter how um, little it is, because it's good practice for more money. Because, you know, we'd all love just to be given loads more money. Wouldn't it be nice not to have to sit and watch all these videos and listen to these podcasts and just say, hey, look, I just want 58 million quid. But if someone who can't um, manage £5.80 gets 58 million quid, that is probably one of the worst things that can happen to them, because it's going to exaggerate all their traits that they have currently and their lack of skills of not being able to manage money. But it's going to exaggerate them. So if they have addictions or phobias um, or whatever, then that, the more money is just going to exaggerate them. And it's, you're going to become a more extreme version of yourself because money is a great fueler uh, of things. It tends to fuel and exaggerate our existing traits. OK, next then is no one, not you or anyone else, doesn't deserve money. And let me um, add to that, any more or any less than anyone else. So I have coached quite a few people who sort of fundamentally feel that they don't really deserve a lot of money. But who says? Now, um, money has no morals or judgment. So money doesn't go, oh, this person is nice and kind to people. That person's going to get a lot more money. This person is a bit of a greedy bastard. This person isn't going to get money. Money doesn't judge. Money flows from those who value it least to those who value it most. Uh, and money flows from consumers to producers. And the people who attract and have vast wealth know how to play the game of money and know how to master the skills of sales, marketing, vision, value, service, contribution, and solving problems. Now, morally, that person could be the most beautiful philanthropist in the world or the most greedy evil bastard in the world. Money doesn't care. So you don't any more or any less deserve money than others. And if you let yourself own that, you simply learn the skills that it takes to attract more money, like the ones that I mentioned, and you attract more money. So Because your morals, your judgments, your ethics, your fears, your doubts, all the emotions that you have, they cloud the logical process of making money. Because making money is a learnable skill, like sales, like marketing, like branding, like anything. It's a learnable skill. Now, the great thing about money is you can make money in pretty much anything. If a, another human being wants it and is prepared to exchange money for it, you can make money. And do you remember that slinky? That little, um, it's like a spring, a coil that just went down the stairs like that. Uh, do you remember the Furby, you know, those little um, gizmo type um, animals? They made tens, if not hundreds of millions of pounds. Uh, there's been lots of fairly useless things or apparently useless things. I think it's called excused or excusesnetwork.com, where you could for $50 buy an excuse. So if you wanted to get out of homework or um, you wanted to pull a sickie at work, you could buy um, well-written and plausible excuses from this website. They turned over a lot of money. Um, I wrote about a lot of these in my new book, I'm Worth More. So you can make money out of pretty much anything. Money doesn't judge. Okay, next then is, so money is merit-based, basically. Um, you know, people who attract more money get it on merit, not on deserving. Okay, uh, next one. So this is seven is more money comes from solving bigger and bigger problems, not from hiding from them. So the reality is the people that are solving humanity's biggest problems like, for example, getting us to off this planet and maybe onto Mars 
or transportation or health and, and fitness and well-being or, of course, you know, vaccines for diseases. You know, let's be honest, the pharmaceutical industry is, is a huge industry. People who are solving humanity's biggest problems or small but meaningful problems on a mass scale like Tetra Pak. Do you remember the ring pull? The, um, you know, when you used to pull the ring pull 20 years ago, you kids might not remember this. And it just came off and it was sharp and it was, lit it was very literary. Um, and then there was a ring pull which sort of went back and it didn't, um, you didn't have to throw the, um, the, the ring pull away. And, and do you remember then when the birds used to peck away at your uh, milk bowl tops? Um, and, you know, and that, and that was a bit of a pain. Well, Tetra Pak, Hans Rousing, I believe, set up Tetra Pak and it's now family legacy. Uh, and they're all multi, multi, multi billionaires. And that's just a very small problem, which we find useful, which makes our lives more convenient, but to the masses. So, you know, the bigger problems you solve for more people in a more meaningful capacity, the more money you make. Uh, and often we can get a bit selfish or insular. I need this. I need that. I've got to solve this problem. I need that money. I need to pay my bills. That's fine. We, we're allowed to be selfish. But if we, we take a selfless look and view of it, i.e., OK, so what problems are out there that I can solve that could maybe scale to the masses or are meaningful or help people? Um, and the bigger ones that you solve, the more money you attract or and you just open the doors to attract bigger problems, which then attracts more vast wealth. OK, then number eight, uh, and I linked to this on one of the earlier points. Money is simply a universal exchange of value. It's an energy exchange. So, um, you know, remember I said money doesn't change you. Uh, and, um, you know, money isn't uh, the root of all evil or the love of money isn't the root of all evil or the love of money isn't the root of all good. Money is simply a universal exchange of value. It's a more efficient way to exchange value, service, um, ideas between people, which is way more efficient, faster and less friction than the barter uh, or swapping or pretty much any other form of currency, because there have been so many different forms of currency. Um, but a lot of other currencies, um, they either decayed. I mean, there's been sardines and cigarettes in prisons that have been currency, but, you know, they tend to decay. Money is a very efficient, scalable, universal, measurable unit um, to exchange value and service and hold it latently, secure it, i.e. it doesn't uh, go down in value significantly like something that decays or could get more easily stolen or, um, you know, could get... Um, you know, when they used to have coins that were real precious metals, but then people would put lead in them. And that's essentially what, what kickstarted inflation. So when you understand that money is simply a universal exchange of value, you don't put your morals and judgments and baggage onto it, which, you know, puts all that layer of emotion from logic. You simply understand what it is. You create value and products and services, and then you accept the money freely and fairly because you know, it's, 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 I'm not being judged and it's not judging me. This is my reward. This is my result and my outcome. Now, of course, all things in the world are an exchange of energy. Um, and, you know, energy is said to be not created or destroyed, but merely exchanged and moved into different form. So energy in the form of passion, enthusiasm, service, um, inspiring people, making people uh, have hope and belief, um, making their life faster, easier, better, more convenient. You know, if you think about Uber or Airbnb, how much more convenient they're making our lives. That is a great energy exchange which in turn, as long as you allow it into your life and you haven't got all these emotional blocks, will allow you money to flow. Okay, nine then. Everything you love or hate about money or those who have it, you have in yourself too. So any greedy bastard that you hate for their greed, you have 
exactly the same capacity as them to be greedy. Now, you may not want to admit that, but the reality is true. And let me prove to this. If your kids were going to starve, you would be greedy and you would probably steal and you would probably fight and you might even kill to save your children. So when we're pushed against the wall or we need to survive or someone really goes against our values, we will be all the traits in others that we hate uh, and we disown. So don't judge other people for what they do for their money because you have those traits. Uh, and when you understand that and then conversely or rather referring to the last point, you realize that money is simply an exchange of value and you don't put your morals onto it and you don't let others put their morals onto you. You just remove all the friction and all the baggage and so more money can flow to you. Uh, and conversely, everything you love about your idols and everything you love about people who make a lot of money, you have in yourself too and you can do the same thing. Okay, uh, and you must believe that you can. And the past doesn't dictate the future and just because you've struggled for money up until this point, that doesn't make you who you are. You are not your mistakes, you are not your past. You are something way more infinite uh, of potential uh, than that. Okay, and then the last one, and then I'll summarize it for those of you that have tuned in, uh, not at the start if you're watching the live video, is money tends to exaggerate your traits. So your good traits, money will exaggerate more of those. If you're a philanthropist, if you give time away, more money will give you more money to give away, uh, and it will pay all your overheads to free your time for more time to give away. Um, you know, if you tend to have addictions, whether they're spending addictions or substance addictions, money will tend to fuel and exaggerate that. So whatever your existing traits, money will exaggerate them. So make sure that you're working on yourself such that the traits, um, I'm not talking a moral judgment here about good and bad because, you know, we all own all traits. But make sure you've got traits that you feel serve your vision and you feel make you um, more secure and able to make money, whether that's um, a good foundational knowledge of money or good discipline, you know, and not making emotional decisions, making sure you're more balanced to make emotional decisions, a good listener, a good server of others, a, a solving um, mentality. I mean, you know, people talk a lot about the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. Fixed mindset, you know, you're, you're not really open to growth. The growth mindset, you're open to um, opportunities. Um, I was going to give you a third one. And I've completely and utterly forgotten what it was. Never mind. I'll remember it and I'll do another video on it. Uh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Problem-solving mindset. There you go. Problems. If you have a problem-solving mindset, instead of going, oh, problems, oh, my life is over. And, you know, even if you're really good at having a um, problem-solving mindset, for a nanosecond or a second or a day, you're probably going to have a bit of a bitch and moan. And, you know, the bigger the problem, the harder it is to deal with. But if you can get your head out of that and go, do you know what? I'm rolling up my sleeves and I'm going to solve this problem. Because you know the reward for solving problems is income. I mean, it's other things, but this podcast is all about money, mind tricks. Millionaires know that the masses do not. Okay, so let me summarize these then. So money, mind tricks. Millionaires know that the masses do not. Number one, money is not a scarce commodity, but an infinite resource. If you times the amount of money in the global economy and the amount of assets, physical and ethereal, by the amount of times it's exchanged with individuals, it's virtually infinite. Um, and if you, ha if you don't believe more money is coming, you'll either hoard it um, or if you don't want to be perceived as greedy, you won't um, you know, grow and invest and attract and charge uh, uh, for um, products and services that are worth more. Next, then all money comes from people, even the money um, that comes from the banks and the machines. The banks and the machines are run and, ma and managed by people. So build relationships with people, remove the friction to attract wealth to you. Money does not change you. It makes you more of who you already are. So become the person you want to be and money will exaggerate that. 
Uh, money or the love of money is not the root of all evil, but it's also not the root of all good. People are the root of all evil and good. And you must disassociate those if you want to um, learn to love money and have more in your life. You won't make more money until you learn to manage better what you already have, because the world is watching you how you manage money to see you, if you're worth investing in, purchasing products and services from, partnering with, etc. No one on the planet deserves more or less money than anyone else other than people who create service value uh, and merit through learning how to make money. They're the only people who deserve money more than anyone else. So don't put moral judgments onto money. You know, you can get people who are rich and murderers. You can get people who are rich and greedy, but you can get people who are poor and, um, you know, tend to spend a lot of time helping other people. Okay, more money comes from taking on and solving bigger problems, not hiding from them. Next is money is simply a universal exchange of value and energy. Uh, penultimately, then, everything you love or hate about money and those who have it, you have those traits in yourselves, so be careful not to judge themselves or you. Uh, and then finally, money tends to exaggerate your traits, both good and bad, uh, and especially things like addictions um, or extreme emotions. If you think about retail therapy, um, you know, or just making flippant emotions when you're excited or depressed. All right. So thanks for tuning in. Now, this episode's actually going on my other podcast, The Money Podcast. So if you're watching live, um, make sure you subscribe to my second podcast. I don't even know if you knew I had one. It's called The Money Podcast. It's on Stitcher and iTunes and probably everywhere else you can get your podcast episodes. Uh, so why not subscribe? I think this will be possibly nearly episode 40. Uh, and of course, it does what it says on the tin. It's all specifically and only about money. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, you don't risk anything. Did I already say that? You risk everything. Yeah.